This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so today I'm talking to Laurie Quinnell from Leonora Haircare. I actually have two businesses on the podcast in the next couple of weeks, two different businesses who sell hair products. And I, the reason for that is I actually think it's really interesting how um, they sell very similar products, but their stories are so, so different. Um, so I know Laurie personally, and I've been really inspired by her story over the last couple of months. She has literally been making her products in her kitchen at home Um However, they're all accredited and certified and um, yeah, I'm going to let her tell you um, just how good her products are and how much she's put into them. Um, And I really hope you find her story interesting and inspiring. So I would now love to introduce you to Laurie. So hi, Laurie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So can we start with you, please give an introduction to yourself, your business and what you sell, please. So my name is Laurence, uh, always known as Laurie. Uh, I'm actually an ex-midwife and uh, I started when I left midwifery and uh, my hair was starting falling off. So that's how it started, really. I was starting having some problem with my hair, probably being after years of working night shift. And I looked into kind of non-medical way of of sorting it really so I looked into the Ayurvedic herbs and oil and so on I did find some other products that were fine but were not really answering my problems or didn't like the texture so I started playing around with some so I started buying some ingredients and doing it in my kitchen and then um, while I was working for a very well-known chemist in the high street and then COVID came and I was made redundant. And that gave me the idea, well, if it's working for me since I was starting having good results and my hair was, uh, and my scalp was improving, I thought, well, let me turn it into a business. So I got in touch with um, Ayurvedic Herbalist and I gave him first my original formula and he was like, whoa, hold on a minute. There's a problem with that. So we worked through it and he said to me, what is it that you want to achieve out of it, first of all? And then we can kind of channel what you, you know, the herbs that will be um, relevant. Um, so my main aim was to tackle roughly middle age 
uh, hair thinning due to hormonal changes, um, scalp issues such as itching, baldness, dandruff. Um, and so we worked through a formula and then I had the dreadful task of finding a assessor because obviously every cosmetic problem needs a CPSR, which is the certification by law. Uh, and he helped me actually with that, which was really helpful. And I came up, so we kind of fine-tuned the formula some more according to obviously the chemist that I was working with that would assess and certify my product. And we came up with So that's how we came with first the oil, which was my main, this is my baby basically, because that was the hardest to get uh, an assessor. Most of them wouldn't know about Ayurvedic or very few of them such as Greek or some items of it, but not all the ingredients and didn't have the data. Thankfully, she was first into having most of the data of the herbs that I was using. So she could check because basically they need to check the level, the, the amount that I'm using, the toxicity, if there is any, and as well as for the uh, essential oils, since I'm not using any fragrance, fragrance being chemicals. So my aim of Leonora Hair Care is basically uh, to go as natural as possible, to let, to let mother nature help the body basically, or help the hair, the scalp. So I came up with the oil first and then ended up doing the uh, whipped butter, which you like about it, um, which also uh, is helping to kind of seal in the moisture and therefore help the hair remain bouncy, soft, and ended up not doing a split hands and, and all this, really. Thank you so much for all of that. And thank you for explaining, talking us through the products. Um, yeah, as you know, I'm a big fan of the butter. I do use the hair oil, but because my hair's fine, I have to mm. use it more as a treatment before washing and then wash it out. Um, but I use the butter every time I wash my hair, Laurie. I really am a big fan. So people who don't know what I look like, I have quite fine, naturally curly hair. And um, your hair butter is amazing because it doesn't weigh it down and it makes it soft and the curls are defined. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan. And they do smell. I didn't realize there was um, no fragrance added because your products do actually smell very nice. So when you say Ayurvedic ingredients, just for anyone who doesn't understand what that means, do you want to tell us what, what that means? Um, basically, the Ayurvedic herbs, are, I mean, it stems from uh, the Ayurvedic medicine, which is more of a Far East, Middle East uh, or Indian uh, uh, background, really. Um, they do help it just to help the body, the soul and the mind. Um, it's kind of, it's very close to homeopathic in that sense, because it's using the herbal potency to help any ailments basically so that's what I'm looking for so each herbs will have their own potency they have their own vitamins um, like fenugreek for example that will have vitamin k vitamin c inside so when you infuse it um, and yes there's a lot out there but it's knowing the levels as well because obviously every every levels every potency will have you know uh, the, the the danger of having too much or too little to be 
to be um, to be able to to work basically uh, or to cause harms. So you have to be careful. For example, I take a, a herb that is very well known is henna. Henna is really good for some for for the hair. Um, but it's got the potency of drying out the hair if you put too much. And if used in hair product, you have, to, if it's a certified hair product, you have to know the level of lotion that is inside the, the, the product. You have to know as well that henna will color the hair. So all depends on who you're targeting as well, which is the main aim of Leonora is that I don't target just Afro hair. That is a very important thing. So what I'm targeting is the health of the hair. So basically strengthening the follicles, stimulating the follicles and um, keeping the hair moisturized. But every type of hair will have the same constitution as such. It's the level of the product that will be different. So for example, for Afro hair, we need more oilies, more oils, more butters, for example. Um, and as you, you notice, you, you will need much less. So in that sense, sorry if you can hear the dog. <laughs> no um, so that, that's the difference. But my aim is that my product will be aimed for everyone to use it to a different level, but it will have the same, uh, the same aim, basically. Yeah. So... Uh, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm using it for. So that's what, that's the aim of the, uh, of the company. So getting that formulation right, I imagine was a huge job because I'm, I guess as well, as well as thinking about the level of the ingredients, it's also how they react with each other potentially. So when you um, were first inspired, you said that, you know, you're, you had issues with your hair and you were thinking about making something yourself before you sort of got involved with somebody to help you. How, how did you go about knowing, were you literally just buying things and trying them or, or did you have a bit of a background in how to formulate it? Uh, not so much. I mean, I kind of knew a little bit about it, but the main aim is, I mean, it's trial and error. For example, my first formula, I would just infuse everything at once. Whereas that when I got involved with the herbalist, he helped me in saying that it is better to, I mean, to get the most of each um, ingredients or each herbs is to um, infuse them separately. So I do infuse them separately. So it's all the amount of oil, which type of oil that will be the best to infuse in. Because what they will do is this a certain amount, each herbs have got more of a potency to, um, to infuse quicker than others. So it will saturate the oil much quicker and therefore one will have less of than the other. So the best way to do it is to infuse separately. So you get the infusion equally in that sense, according to the level of the, the amount that you're using, obviously. And once it's infused to a certain amount of time to the temperature, so all that as well is has to be taken into account and written in the formula. So I have to use the, 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 um, the type of oil I'm using how long I'm infusing it for, at what temperature that has to be constant, how do I uh, remove the botanical extract out of the oil, that is very important, 
Um, and that is the one thing that I realized that some IU products out there are not certified because I found some that have still got the infusion botanical in there and that will make the oil rancid because they will, they will disintegrate, they will decompose eventually and that will make it rancid. And there's a potential, uh, you know, the oil uh, creating more problems than others for, for the staff, for example. Oh, so wow. uh, there is no assessors in the UK that will certify a product with the botanical extract in it still. It has to be removed. That is a big point. So yes, it was, and then it's finding how to infuse, how to remove the, because some of them will be more powder-like, some will be more seeds-like, like fenugreek seeds or, you know, much bigger particles, let's say. So yes, it was quite an interesting um, uh, journey. Let's yeah, this really, it's really how oil uh, salted. But, I can imagine, yeah. and it sounds very scientific as well. Um, am I right in thinking you're still producing these in your kitchen, or well, in your home at least? Yes, I am. And have you had to buy like specialist equipment to do that? Because it yes. sounds very. Yeah, it, yeah, I think scientific is the best word I can think off the top of my head. <laughs> yes, I mean, like I said, the, the, my first batch, which I mean, I used for myself, obviously, it was just the boy boiling and so on, not knowing. But then I had to have the uh, um, the thermometer, just to double check the um, the temperature. I had to have the um, the uh, lab bath, so I had to buy lab equipment, basically. Which uh, I mean, <laughs> my eldest is at university, so I kind of <laughs> his room has overgrown now. <laughs> That's <laughs> your science lab. <laughs> I know, but uh, yes, it's little things like this that um, to make it sure that it is at certain degrees and so on and so forth, and it remains constant during the infusion period, um, and for how many days that I'm I'm, I'm infusing. I can't constantly be there with a thermometer to check it. Therefore, I needed to have something that I can set the temperature so I know it's not going to burn the, burn the, um, the herbs and then makes it, you know, the whole batch will, will, will have to go. So, yes, it's quite interesting. It's fascinating. I have to say that I've, I've become quite obsessed with it. And it's the same with the butter as well because to get the butter um, because to, to make the butter and infuse the part of the oil with uh, the shipping powder and the fenugreek to a certain level to, for a certain amount of time, certain temperature then I have to melt the butters as well and they both have to be at the same temperature to be able to mix it and that is very fascinating because if you heat the butter too much you will lose the potency of the butter. Um, and you have also the possibility of burning the butter, which will give it a foul smell and so on and so forth. So it is, it's very fascinating. It is. Um, and, and how long does it take you to make up a batch? If you want to make up a batch of products, how long does that um, take? The oil takes the longest because um, I have to, there's so many, I mean, I've got 20, uh, 
21 ingredients in the oil, including the oil that already, like for example, castor oil is already made, um, but including all of those. So to infuse, it takes roughly about three days, let's say about four days to make a batch. For oh, the wow. oil. And the butter will take about three days, including the infusion period. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And I remember when we very first started speaking about these products, I was so impressed at the amount of trialing and ever you've done and the assessment as well, because I know you were so keen to make sure that your products were safe for use and you had them assessed and certified. How long was the process from thinking, okay, maybe this could be a business to actually feeling comfortable that everything was, you know, in order and you could start to sell them? I shed so many tears. I mean, for the oil, which I keep going back to the oil because that was the hardest to to get um, uh, assessed. The butter itself uh, was fine. So basically, uh, because there's much less of uh, um, herbal infusion uh, going in it. I mean, it's the fenugreek and the um, the shebi powder. Uh, is having all the paperwork from the suppliers because you have to supply where you get the, 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 the herbs and the powder from. Uh, if you've got the certification for those as well, or it's not just this dodgy powder out of nowhere. And um, I had to send each batch, I have to send a sample to a lab to have stability testing as well. So once that comes back, okay, without any, or for the butter, not so much stability. It will be the uh, TVC, so that's the um, the total vial count, and that is to check if there's no salmonella or E. coli or anything like this. So microbial test. And once that comes back okay, then I can I can prepare the batch for it. Um, for the oil, uh, I didn't have to do this particular test, but to get to the certification, it took me about eight, nine months. Yes, and a lot of money. <laughs> I think though, and I think I've said this to you before, but I think it's such um I think it's such a credit to you that you've done all of that though, and you've really put the care into making sure that your product is good to you. So I know that I can imagine the tears and the frustration and you know I it took a long time, but I definitely think it pays off because you can have so much confidence in in what you're selling. This is the whole point really because at the end of the day what I'm selling is what I'm using. Therefore if I want to use quality, I want to sell quality. There's no point of me underselling uh or and you know buying and underrated products or ingredients uh, just to make money out of something that's not going to work and therefore won't have a good feedback anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I did, I mean, there's periods where I had doubts and so on, thinking, oh my God, I should just do it for myself and for my hair. What am I doing and so on? And But when I see the, the result in myself, I was like, okay, well, I know that it works. So this is what was pushing me. And people that I've tried or had the samples, to be honest, until to date, I haven't had one negative feedback. Yes, sometimes it will be like, oh, yes, it's too oily, it's too on. And it's like, well, if you lose, you use less. Does that work? You know, it's all according to the, uh, the texture of the hair and so on. But it's not to do with the product itself. Um, and, you know, I mean, to have my, my neighbor's son come in and say, do you think it will work on my bowl patch? I said, there's only one way to find out. 
And then a few weeks later, it comes like this. Oh, look, I've got some growth. I've got some hair coming. I've never had that. I've tried this. I've tried that and so on. So it gives me more and more confidence in that sense to keep going. So eventually what I need is, or what I would like is the exposure so that I know that the products are okay. I know that the products are good because I'm the, that's what I use. So it's not as if I'm selling something that I haven't tried myself. Yeah, I was and, the, first, the first sampler. And you mentioned samples. And I think um, what you said about it not, you know, different hair having different needs, needs you a different amount. I think that's the same with any hair product anyway. Um, but I think it's great that you sent out samples so people could try them. And did you get any feedback that changed anything for the products um, at all? Or was it all just validation? Well, if uh, originally I was starting because I'm trying, I mean, my vision is also staying plastic free or minimizing the use of plastic anyways. Hence the reason why the uh, oil is in the bottle, uh, the um, butters are in um, aluminum jars. So those are recycled. My aim also will be able to do a recycling um, scheme as well. That would be good. But, um, for example, when I first started, I was thinking of doing the shampoo bars as well. And those are the only products that were, that were having, uh, how can I say that? People were kind of, I mean, I had a kind of a 50-50. So, for example, people with fuller hair, head of hair, would love it because it will tame the freeze and so on and so forth. But being in a hard water area, the problem with um, the shampoo bars is that sometimes it makes it kind of waxy on the hair. And that can be a bit sticky for finer hair. So I had to rethink this one because I didn't want something that would not be able to be used where I live. Does that make sense? It does. And you mentioned earlier that you wanted your products to be used by people of all different hair types as well. And it sounded like that might work great for some people, but not for others. And it sounds like that's not what your goal is. Yeah. So at the moment, I mean, I've got so many ideas. It's incredible. Hence the reason why I'm not sleeping very well. But um, I am actually in the process of doing a leaving conditioner. So now it's been sent out for testing because leave-in conditioners got water and therefore in its stability testing just to make sure that the product is not separating or is not growing anything within so on. So that takes about a month to come back to me. Um, so that is one thing, but I like the fact that I'm always infusing my product with Ayurvedic because there's always this nature aspect into it. And, um, but I do, I'm now thinking of doing a liquid shampoo as well, eventually. It will come. Um, and I've got plenty of ideas. So I've written up a, a formula, but that will have to wait because every formula will have to be assessed and we have to be tested because anything that's got water, like I just said, needs to be um, lab tested in that sense. And that costs a lot of money. So yeah. obviously not having yet uh, enough money coming in I really have to, to do it really step by step. Hence the reason why I've got only two products at the moment are there. I mean, for the oil itself, from sourcing all the ingredients, packaging, uh, labeling, 
certification, it cost me just under 600 pounds, just for the oil, to have the oil ready. And then the, uh, the butter was about 400. So it is a lot of money when, you know, you've just been made redundant and so on and so forth. And you, you're working on just one wage, you know, living on my husband's yeah. wage. Basically. But, yeah. um, you know, it is, it is fascinating. It is. And thank you for being so honest about that as well. And I actually wanted to ask you a little bit about the uh, the jars and the lab- and the label and the bottles and the labeling. So how did you go about sourcing all of that? Because I'm still fascinated by the fact that you every aspect of this you are doing, you know, you're creating it, you're packaging it up. So where did you actually how did you go about sourcing those components? Well, what I did is that I went to the uh, zero waste shop uh, just by the station. OK. And I had a chat with, <coughs> sorry, with Emma, the lady that uh, owns that shop. And um, I was just explaining my vision. And she gave me the name of a, a UK supplier. That she said, well, most of um, the product that I've got, that's where they supply their, their, their bottles and so on. And, and then uh, I got in touch. I went onto their website and uh, and. Yes, I did like, yes, that's what I'm looking for. This is what I want. This is something that can either be recycled or is not going to cost the earth, basically, in that sense, literally. Um, so I went for that. They are not cheap, um, but this is the vision that I've got. Same for the packaging. I mean, the packaging, I won't say it's basics. It's not like labeled or anything as yet, because obviously I'm just starting off. But my aim was still using plastic free and therefore I'm using boxes I'm using the shredded um, papers that are all biodegradable even the tape that I'm using to seal the I had to choose I had to look for the tapes that are biodegradable as well and therefore will not have any plastic inside and so on so it's really I'm really pushing that idea that goes with mother nature i mean the whole concept of leonora basically yeah you have such a clear vision i think that's Mm. amazing and i like as well that you found um your packaging supplier by sort of just uh, just reaching out and asking someone because i think that sometimes can be the best way is just to ask questions can you help me do you know someone um Mm. it's such a good way of just yeah of finding things out isn't it just to ask questions Yes, exactly. And it's the same as well for, for the labels. I thought, well, yes, I can do it online. I can do it myself. I wanted it to look serious. I wanted it to look clean. I wanted it to look... And I also wanted to, uh, being a small, uh, well, a budding small business, I thought, what's the best way of helping another small business? And therefore, I went to the high street, found a printing company there that is, you know local business and is helping each other out in that sense and I like this this idea of my business is helping another business you know keep going and yes there might be a little bit more zero than going online and having it online but it's a human being that I can talk to um, and yes it's helping local people and you know and I like this idea that I find that um and they did a very good job, to be honest. I mean, also, I did have this wonderful young man. Uh, he's all the way in Manchester, bless him, who did the logo as well. Because um, being from the Caribbean, I wanted something to reflect the Caribbean. 
um, and have kind of the movement of the hair in that sense. And he came with that logo. So I explained to him where the name came about, uh, which came about from a book that I read when I was in my teens that is written from um, a French Caribbean writer. I mean, she's no more. Uh, it turns out that she became a family member as well. But um, that book really kind of touched me in my teens. And therefore, I even found it in English as well, which was brilliant because my husband could read it now. So we've got both versions. And I thought, yes, that's the name. And he came up with the, uh, so I sent him the pictures and so on. So he had the vision and he came with the logo, which was brilliant, and the colours and so on. And um, so that managed to get into the, the labels and so on. Every time, I, I'm, I'm in love with it over and over. Every time I look at it, to be honest. Oh, it is beautiful. And I think it, yeah, it's, I don't think how to explain it. It's, it, is, it is exactly what it needs to be. I can't think of a better way of saying it than that. It's, it, I think it really, yeah, it really reflects you and what you're achieving yeah. with your products. Yes, because if you look at it, it looks like um, a sunset in one way, but also the motion of the sun is more or less like the hair movement as well. So there's a double meaning to the, yeah. to the logo. I mean, to me, it means something. It might be just a logo, but there's something to do with it, yeah. No, you have to love it. And if you're listening and thinking, oh, I wonder what that looks like, then no excuses. You need to go to look at Laurie's Instagram or her website and see this for yourself. And I'm going to put all the links to that in the show notes. Um, And you mentioned supporting local businesses as well. So I know also you're stocked in. So Laurie and I both live in Tunbridge. And you mentioned to me that you're stocked in some local shops as well, which is really exciting. Very much so. It is, it is, because at the end of the day, I mean, I spoke to, to Zilch, for example, I don't know if I'm able to, to mention them. Absolutely. You can mention people, absolutely. Oh, fantastic, I wasn't sure. Well, anyways, this is Emma, uh, who told me about uh, Ampula, which is where I'm, I'm sourcing my bottles and my jars, and, um, and go to Creative Printing uh, up the high street, who's doing my, my labels my thank you cards, my business cards, uh, with the smaller version, because obviously there's the, the bigger version, but I've always, I've done now, I've just started doing the smaller version of the product for people that don't need as much, like I said, or just needed, you know, the travel size and so on, the pocket size. And um, so I, I realized that you can't read the, uh, how to use the product behind the, tape, the bottles so I've made a card as well so in that little pocket as you probably have on yours there's as well the how to use card as well so you know you don't think oh okay I've got this product I don't remember how to use it or something then you always have it with you so it's little something like this I'm going to do flyers as well some shops around are happy to uh, I mean Barden store for example they were happy to uh, to stop the the, the pocket size which is brilliant so it's just like there um and they are happy to have the flyers on their windowsill you know a few shops as well along this, the way said to me yes once you have the flyers that's no problem i can have them so it's it's brilliant in that sense to uh, to get the word out there really it is and are you looking to get stocked in any more stores as well or are you focusing online what are you thinking 
yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm online. I've got my own website. I've got Etsy uh, and uh, I'm aiming. I went to London as well um, to see some uh, hairdressers. There will be actually a hairdresser that is coming up in Maidstone. I mean, they, haven't, they, are, they are not open yet, but they are in project of opening. I believe um, they are doing, I think their name is Seisha or something like that. Anyhow, um, they are doing wigs at the moment. So I thought, well, wigs means you probably have hair problem. So I contacted them and said, would you, would you be happy to partner with me? Because this is what I do. This is my vision and so on. And they were happy and they said, well, actually, we are about to open um, towards summer for um, a hairdresser. So they will be doing hair and they will be happy to use my product in there. And it's like, yay. <laughs> so I thought that gave me the idea of going to London and so on. So I will be doing some uh, exposition as well uh, in May, I believe, with one of the hairdressers there. Um, she's happy for me to uh, use her stall and we do it together in that sense. Um, and I have in as a plan to send some samples out as well to magazines uh, and so on um, to see if they want to review or they want to sample. So uh, hopefully uh, I will get the word out there really instead of just locally. At the moment it's very much local. Um, it just needs to be to be known out there really yeah but I do think I think you're doing such a lot I'm always amazed how much you're doing no wonder you're tired but I think it's um it's good idea to start local because everyone has to start somewhere and I think local is good because um it's just easier and it's all about small steps isn't it I think very few people when they first have a product manage to get it stocked in let's say boots super drug whatever that you know that's not often the first step um, and I don't even know if that's something you'd ever you know envision anyway but what I mean is I think starting with smaller steps definitely makes sense starting local makes sense because you can build the relationships and um, and get things out there whereas to get something you know out there nationally is is a is a lot more work so it which is much more and then the, and there's competition I mean in the hair products there's so much out there um it is a lot, but the one thing that always comes back, regardless of what type of hair, is that my hair is always dry. Um, I find that my hair feels like straw, especially people with who dyes their hair use, um, you know, chemicals and dyes their hair. They find their hair feeling very dry, very, and then we've got the winter, we've got the, the temperature changes, and so on. so all that affects the hair as well as you know hormonal changes and so on and so forth. So it's all about to be. It's a bit of TLC to the head, basically. Yeah, and you mentioned just a moment ago that as well as your website, you're selling on Etsy. So how have you found? How have you found that so far? It was slow to start with because with Etsy, what boost? Um, uh, well, what I found out is what boost the um, the shop, if if I can say so. It's obviously uh, reviews and, and stars and so on and so forth. And obviously when you start, you don't have any. Yeah. So um, it was mainly, I mean, the way I went around it is to uh, to advertise. So I use Facebook, Instagram to kind of boost it that way or to make it known out there. And also 
um, I started with uh, on special days, I do some promotions and so on, and that did the boost as well. That works quite well. Uh, it's little things as well. I mean, they are very big on uh, having um, free deliveries and so on, which is fine. Um, I mean, at least UK deliveries. Um, so I've, I've, I've done it this way. And yes, I mean, it's kind of hit and miss, I have to say, but it is, it is coming along. It is getting, getting a bit normal out there. I get more views and so on on it. So it's what I found is the, the constant, uh, you have to be constant in uh, social media, you know, in your presence in social media. I mean, some, it all depends on uh, the budget that you've got for it. Obviously, everything's about the budget in that sense. But uh, yeah, it's getting it known and word of mouth and so on, and um, it will, it will, it will get there eventually. Yeah, I think the hardest bit is definitely getting started. Mm. And as you say, your views are going up and sales are going up. But getting started is definitely the hardest. So you're over, you're over that. And thank you for sharing some of the things you actually did as well. I think that's really useful. So where, so your ads, just so we're clear, so you, you would write your ads from Facebook and Instagram are going to Etsy rather than to your website. Is that right? Uh, yes, I mean, I, I kind of do both, to be honest. Because No, of course not. It's will cost yeah. money. Exactly. So I do, I mean, when, when I do do an ad, uh, especially if I do it manually instead of going via Etsy to do the, the ad, then, you know, it, it only, you do a post, for example, and whatever you put as a content. So I can put my website as well as Etsy. It all depends where I do the promotion, for example. I mean, it can work better locally to have, um, to go via Etsy because you don't get uh, delivery charges. Um, and you get whatever promotion is going. But for international, because I've, I started selling international, this is the reason why when I had to look for the certification for the product, I wanted the CPSR, which is the UK equivalent, or the CPNP, which is the EU equivalent of the certification. So the chemist that had to certify my product had to be able to do both, which luckily she was. So that was really, really helpful. So that means I can sell to the EU as well as the UK. I mean, obviously it costs a lot more because of um, postage, but equally uh, via the, the, my website, it kind of comes out cheaper. Does that make sense? It does, because of course on Etsy you're paying fees as well, whereas on your website you, you get, a, by the postage costs, you know, you get to keep the money. So yeah, that makes sense. So that's what I've, I've, yeah, that's how I worked it out, basically. So, yes, I do have uh, on both. Uh, I mean, yes, I've sold to the Caribbean, to France, to Reunion. So, yeah, or to Australia. Uh, oh, wow. That's brilliant. It's and it's amazing that um your customers are, are finding you. I think that's, yeah, I think that's amazing. So I think the word is spreading. The word is definitely spreading and quickly as well. Yeah, it's, 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 oh, and maybe I'm becoming impatient and I'm like, well, it's probably slow because I'm obviously I'm still spending more than I'm earning. But just the fact that there's somehow a constant to it, that's, that's what keeps me going, basically. So just to give people a sense, because obviously I know, but, but everyone listening doesn't, when did you actually start selling? Let's give people a sense of how long it's been. 
recording started around October last year. So we're recording this in March, so that's five months. That's not a long time when you think of what you've achieved. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think I think yeah, I think you've done a lot, and you've clearly been working really hard. I just think it's good for people to realise that you're very young business under six months. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So it's, yes, in that sense, actually, it's not too bad. I have to kind of keep reminding myself, actually, that it's not that long. It's just because, obviously, behind the scene or before that trading date, I've been, obviously, sourcing and and uh, doing things and 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 spending, loads of spending. Um, and then and it's finding, I mean, it's so easy to fall back into the plastic uh, packaging. Uh, for example, I'm thinking of the shampoo now. And I'm thinking, okay, well, shampoo, should I do this or that and store? But I so don't want to use the plastic that I have to continue with. So it's finding the best way, which one prefer, people prefer the pump, prefer this and that. So it is fascinating. I'm also thinking, because that's another thing that I like doing, is making soap. So I started making soap just for us. And I love making stuff, basically. I'm really, really crafty. I do crochet for myself and so on and so forth. And um, funny enough, um, some of my friends are like, oh, I really like your soap because on this hard water around here, it kind of moisturizes the skin. It keeps that moisture in and you tend to use less lotion or less cream afterwards because your skin is less dry and, and so on for my psoriasis and so on and so forth. It's so much easier, so much nicer. And my skin is so much softer. It's like, mm, now I'm thinking... Hence the reason why, when I did the logo, I didn't put Leonora hair care, because I knew that at some point I might want to kind of extrapolate and do the yeah, the I mean yeah the shampoo the the uh, the the soap and so on. So you know I've got loads of ideas at the moment. It's just it's just popping out of my head. <laughs> thank you you do have lots of ideas but that's great and I think it's good though to recognize what you said earlier about how long it all takes because while you might have been selling for five months I know this has been in the pipeline for a lot longer before that which is possibly why you feel a bit of that impatience you know things taking yes. a long yes. time um and something else I just want to highlight that I you you, you keep mentioning this and I think it's, it's good for, for people to hear is I think it's great the amount of testing you've done you know with everything product you say oh and my friends used it and people I think that's just something I wanted to highlight that I think that you've done really really well is getting people to actually use your products before they were even available to sell is to use them and give feedback and and like them and then you have I'm I'm assuming that at least a percentage of these people have gone on and brought from you yes over 90 percent I would say probably three or four uh, haven't yet because the first um, (laughs) I mean it turned out that it's not that they don't like the product because all of them said that they like the product it's because the samples that I gave were quite big (laughs) well um, yeah I'm not sure I'll ever buy oil from you again because my little sample (laughs) oil bottle just doesn't go down but um I have water butter but yes yeah I can see I can see I can see that it might take some people longer to get through them but I just yeah I just wanted to share that because I think that's great that that you did that because then when you actually have things for sale you had a group of people who like knew they liked the products and so it's an easy you know it's a much easier sale isn't it 
yes, in that sense, it's, it's, it's much easier. And then for them to kind of pass the word around, really. Uh, and it's not just me, because it's one thing to know that you found a product that works for yourself and to try it on different texture, different hair style, different different hair basically um and it's like okay let's see if he if it's just for myself that i'd found something or a combination of ingredients that works for myself and in that sense it's good to do the uh, the, the samples and when i worked with uh, uh the business mental that i had uh via the nea uh it was quite interesting because he said well that's a very good in way of doing it so that I get other people's feedback and it's not just mine that counts anymore. Well, so, absolutely. I was going to say exactly the same because, you know, you and I have very different hair. I'm sure a lot of the people who sampled have have different hair and different hair needs. And, and you're right, because otherwise, you know, you're kind of just guessing if it works for this hair type or that hair type or this issue, whereas you actually have, you know, you can see that it works. Mm. So I think yes. I really do think that's great as well to just because I think it gives you so much more confidence in what you're offering. If yes. you can say, well, I've tried it on however many people and it's worked for all of them and they're all very different. That must give you a lot of confidence. It does, because that's the that's the main thing. When I see a lot of product, for example, the first few that I've tried before I started mine, um, I don't know if it was a marketing ploy or so where they were saying just for apple hair or something like this. And I'm thinking, well, the structure of the hair is always the same. The need is different because obviously the, but the structure of the hair is always the same. I mean, when you cut a hair in half, the structure is exactly the same. So how can you say that if the product is to be infused in the skin, because at the end of the day, you can change. I mean, I'm not doing styling. It's more to do with, with health basically of of the hair so and the scalp mainly um so this is why it was very important for me to the sample size and people that uh that were trying it um were from different background and different hair type so that i could it is a way for me to go to couch for example yes okay so it works for this that person and so on and therefore i can safely assume that yes different people of different background of different hair type uh find a benefit out of it not just me or not just my hair type that thing. so yeah. It was yeah that gave me a lot of confidence in that sense especially i mean let's face it in some which there's not many black people for example so it would have been you know uh, a very narrow uh, market in that sense but also how many people that we know that are middle or middle age or so on that are suffering from thinning hair or scalp issues i mean i've got people with psoriasis in the hair um itchy itchiness uh, i mean due to the water and so on and so forth and that have come back that i've sampled it and they said oh my god i've never had that or very sensitive skin i mean i've had ex-colleagues for example that have such sensitive skin that she couldn't even use the um, the gel, you know, the sanitizer. It was that bad after years of using it. And the oil is the only oil that works for her. It's like, oh, the only oh, I like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. And something I just want to come back to, you you mentioned in passing a minute ago, but I, my ears pricked up, is you mentioned working with a business advisor from the NE, I think you said the NEA. Can you just tell us what that is, just in case anyone is interested in finding out more? <laughs> I probably have to Google it now. Uh, I can't remember the name. Oh, don't I worry. Really, but, so was this, um, I probably will text you, um, will email it to you. But yeah, basically, t- when I... I mean, it all stems from uh, when I was made redundant. The choice was, do I have, do I want to go as a job seeker allowance or do I want to, uh, and I didn't want to. I wanted to do something. Uh, I wanted to be my own boss and so on. And that's how it started where with the program of the, um, I think it was the Virgin Startup that he started. And then eventually you moved on to the NEA, which I really cannot remember where it stands from. I'm sorry, I've got a... Don't worry. What you can do is send me me a link and we'll include it in the show notes to this episode. Because I'm just thinking that for anyone else whose ears picked up, who thought, oh, I might like a business advisor and just want to go and find out some more. I I assume it it was a scheme, was it? It was a scheme that they, they help out if you want to do that instead of going for a job seeker allowance. And it was very good because, I mean, at the end of the day, I've never owned a business before. And they help with doing the cash flow to do the business plan, um, which helped with um, setting up uh, the business loan as well. Uh, because that has, has to be approved. I mean, the... the the uh, the idea of business has to be approved to see if it will be available um, a business basically. That sounds great. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So we and it was in, it. in the middle of um, of um, the pandemic as well, which was really difficult because I couldn't do like a a big um, explanation in front of people and so on. It would have been like in front of a panel where I had to explain it and so on like an expose, but I, so it was all online. So it was a bit more uh, difficult in that sense or nerve wracking because, but it kind of went through. And yes, I do have a, a, a business loan um, as well, but that helps me uh, getting things started, getting uh, the boxes, the, uh, you know, the supplies and so yeah. on, just get started. And then, yeah, so. No, brilliant, thank you. Well- We'll do share that link and we'll put it in the show notes for this episode because I think that will be something people might want to go and take a look at. So thank you so much for all you've shared. I have one more question, if that's okay. Keeping an eye on the time. Um, So my final question is, what is your number one piece of advice for anyone else, for other product creators, anyone else who wants to do something similar, whether it's hair care or different kinds of products? What's something you'd like people to know? I would say, number one, do try it. Number two, I would say um, it will be good to always, always, always have it certified in that sense, because what helps with the process of certification is knowing the levels, the safe levels for the public. Because the one thing, even though I've got insurance, but the one thing I would be mortified about is someone to go back and say, well, this thing burned or, you know, it is unsafe. For the product and the certification is there to protect the public the certification is there to protect your your customers it's not there just to make money out of you it's to make sure 
that the formula that you're using, you've got a constant about it. So you've got it printed and you have to go back to that. So you give a constant to your product because you're using exactly the same product and the same levels at the same levels at the same uh, temperature and what have you. But also, you know that whatever you're using, so for example, um, uh, I use essential oils, even those paperwork uh, had and from reputable uh, suppliers as well. And to hold on to your vision, if you know, if you believe in your product, just hold on to that. It is very hard. You will have time where you will feel high and low. It's, 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 um, it's very emotional uh, journey in that sense. But just believe in your product. Believe in your product. Believe in what you can do. Try it on yourself. Try it you know do samples that is the best way to do to go around it because you will have feedback from not just yourself um and it will give you more confidence as well once you have you know those feedback and even if they are not uh, they are negative feedback just don't take it at heart it's constructive criticism so you are not yet in the process of of trading therefore you can always amend change tweak the uh, the formula so it is the best way to do it about it and, and, and go for it. Go for it. That's really helpful feedback. Thank you so much for all of that. Yeah. I think that's really, really good advice. Um, I think people can take a lot a lot from that. And I liked as well what you went said about the formulation and how the certification means it's consistent, because I guess that's also um when you are making things to a formula yourself it could be very easy if you didn't have that to sometimes there's a bit more of this or a bit less of that and then when the customer receives their second or third order they say well, this isn't the same I'm sure we've all had that experience of buying a product and I, I, I'm told that companies change their formulations quite often they don't always tell you they change your formulations but I'm sure we've all had the experience of buying a product and you use it and you're like oh this is different from last time the consistency is different or and that's a bit disconcerting and that can actually, I think, put you off something. So I really like the fact that you've put all that work to make sure that your products were always consistent as well. And, that's so it's, it, and it's dangerous as well. And it's dangerous. That's why when I said, for example, I mean, you go on Etsy or, or wherever and you see all those products. And then not only you see that with the, uh, the botanical still in, in situ, so that is a big no-no. So you know that the product is not certified. When they say that, uh, oh, uh, you can make it on demand, uh, we can switch. Uh, if you don't like coconut oil, for example, I can switch it. Well, if you can switch it, that means that is not certified. If you can switch it just on demand, because you will have to have that formula certified. Now, if you can have variants of the same formulation, that means the, the only variant that you can have is on, on the, the uh, smell. And therefore, that is the essential oils. Do you use essential oils? Does it smell like bubble gum? Does it smell like, you know, if it smells like bubble gum, it's not essential oil. It is fragrance. Fragrance is chemical. Do they have the paperwork for it? It's little things like this. I mean, I will actually make um, a post as well, just to kind of the, the pin, you know, the, the bullet point of what to look out for that can trigger what is what is not uh, certified in that sense I mean it's not to to target the uncertified but it's just to make sure because anything that touches the skin or nails or hair is classified as cosmetic in the UK 
and therefore needs to be certified for this reason because people can react people can have adverse reaction and being from a medical background uh, to me is you know is in me basically yeah. Uh, you can't let go of the NHS. <laughs> well, do, do make sure you do that post. I will share that post. I think we've all learned something just from what you've said there, and I completely agree. I don't feel like you're um, targeting anyone either, but I think it's really helpful for us to know as consumers the things to look out for because all of us want to buy products that are safe. And so, thank you because those have given us some pointers on things we can look for. When, when we're buying as well and then at least if someone chooses to buy something that isn't uncertified they're do they're making that decision with their eyes open and that is their that is their choice yeah especially if they're using it on children and so on i mean the hair butter for example is really good for their children for children who say i use it on my son's hair he wants an afro now bless him but, <laughs> um, but you know it's little things like this that can you know uh doesn't look uh does look innocent but it can have grave consequences if someone is very sensitive skin so we will have we do have to be careful of what we're selling as well absolutely well thank you so much Laurie for all that you shared today thank you for having me you're so welcome Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find links to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.